Hello and welcome back to another edition of Power BI Monthly Digest, and we are your hosts. My name is Manuel Quintana. And I'm Devin Knight. And we are bringing you now the lovely, heart-filled month of February. Oh. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) You know, hopefully this is happening, you know, right here. So we're going to have this right near that Valentine's Day mark. Yeah. And we're all about... We've had, you know, we had a nice holiday break, but we've got some fun, interesting things. Something that doesn't happen quite often in this release, which I'm <laughs> excited for. We're saving that one to the end, though. Yes, yes, yes. We got any visual. Oh, I let the cat out of the bag there a little bit. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. <laughs> stay with us. We're going to make you stay so you can see it. Yes, yes. But as always, we kind of have a structure to this. We start at the beginning. Yep. This time around, we're going to begin right in that report view. So we're going right. to start there and kind of end there, too. Yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds good. So... As of now, uh, we still have something that's been introduced to us already, which is pretty exciting. I really liked it, that new representation of the filter pane. Right. Right. We have that. Right now, it's kind of in a state of flux where we kind of have two filter panes. Right. But Microsoft, the Power BI team has let us know, eventually, the goal is just that one, that new expandable item. It's kind of that... uh, how do you describe it? It's almost like a like a detachable. I, I yeah, like yeah. it. It's nice. A I very like office look and feel to it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the primary thing. So we're going to see enhancements to this, and that's what's happening here. We've got some new changes in there, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So let me tell you, what, let's just go ahead and jump into it because yeah. it's easier to see and absolutely, explain. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and jump in. So uh, for this first demo, so you're going to see I already have a report ready to go here. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at underneath the filters area. Again, like Manuel mentioned, this was released in preview in one of our most recent releases. Correct, yep. And they've just made some new enhancements to this. So still in preview, but you'll find underneath the filter area, or I should say the format area, under the format area, you'll see from the filter pane and the filter cards, there's some new properties that you can kind of adjust in here. So ones that they've added in here are ones like the title size text and the header size text. So you can bump up the, he- the title size here a little bit, so you can see mm. that happening. Yeah, absolutely. A little obnoxious there. Uh, also, the header size, so filters on this pane, you can bump up. And then you can also change things like the font family. So if you want to make it a little bit more bold, you can do things like that. That's some of the newer stuff that they've added in. Is Just that. in case, um, I saw at the top there in that option, we had an option for the background color. Yes. Does that take up the whole pane there when we switch that? It's at, I think it's at the very top. Yeah, yeah this so one here? the background color here, you can certainly change, and that would, like you said, adjust the entirety of so the background So if, if we minimize this now? Still see it. a little more. Yep. So that was the one thing. I mean, I love the introduction of it, but this is interesting. Where I think the initial intro for this was it's there, and it is more visible for the users. I like how it's more easily accessible. Right. But some, you, sometimes you're going to want to ensure for your user group, here are the filters. Yeah, and it stands so out, So instead right? of leaving that default white, just change that background <laughs> color. Now that tab is significantly visible despite Pretty large word that says filters. Yeah. <laughs> it still stands out a little yeah. more. And, you know, when you can have options to make a little flare and a little more color, that's always fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the background color was there in the f- initial release, but the things they've added were those three that we talked about. The yes. font family, the header text size, and the, the title text size. Those were some of the newer I ones. I like the, uh, the, the subconscious selection of this very light kind of pink Heart you color like that, huh? February, you decided you like to go I, with. I yeah. didn't even do that. You, you, no, you, you, you recognize it. subconsciously. You felt it. Yeah, yeah. It was a heartfelt it one. It came out. The but other, other, the other element of this is there have been some additions to the card view. So this would be the card that you see right here. Ah, uh, okay. So you can change the color that's already been there. So I could change the background of the color if I wanted it to blend in with what we already had, or maybe a more bolder red. You can make it stand out gotcha, in some gotcha. way. Uh, I think actually maybe a lighter red might even be better. But I think I did as light as red as I can. So right now it blends in together. 
uh, with what we already had. I feel like I'm eating those little candy hearts. Yeah. Oh, do you like no, those things? No. Those things are terrible. You know, be my Valentine. You like those? Oh. No, no, but I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling it. Um, so the other addition here is under the filter cards area. So there's things like you can now change the font family here. You can change the font color. So if you wanted it to stand out in some way, this is going to be terrible, but you can change the color. That's wow, a terrible yeah, choice. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you kind of get the idea. You can adjust that. You can adjust the font size. You can sure. adjust the font family. All that stuff is some new additions, just a few new properties that they've added in here to make gotcha. it so that you can have it stand out even more than it already did. That's nice. It's, it's things that we're familiar with. They're just now introduced and available to us in this feature. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's still, the, overall, though, the filter pane still in preview for us here. Um, but like I said, I'm excited to see where else this is going. I loved the addition of this as well as the little filter icon on the visuals. Yeah, huge, yeah absolutely. Huge, huge. So the next one we have, again, has more to do with visuals again. Still, and it's also in the little paintbrush. I always like to say the roller yep. brush, the format area. <laughs> yep. Um, this is actually, once again, it's an extension of something we know, but it was only something that was available to us within, like, the table. Yeah. And I think uh, Matrix. Um, but now, word wrapping. Right. On yeah. titles here. Exactly. Specifically for titles. So when we <laughs> create those titles... We know it's always a, sometimes a little battle for space as you right. use those visuals. So instead of seeing the, the old dot, 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 now you can set up that word rep, and it will process, it'll go to that second line. Yeah, absolutely. Love let's, that one. Love let's that check one. it out. Pretty easy to show here. You got that one right there, right? What's I, have here? I got this one right here in the top left. You can see that my title, I purposely made too long. You can hover above it. You can <laughs> see the dot, dot, dot that Manuel was talking about, the ellipses there. Uh, but what we're going to do is I want to make it so that we can actually have that lengthy title roll down to the next line here. So by selecting that visual and going over to the format pane, you'll find underneath the border card. So there's a uh, formatting card here for border. First of all, we'll go ahead and flip that on. Oh, that's the wrong property. I'm not talking about that right now. That's a sneaker. I'm, that's, that's I'm secret getting next. Too, too quick into it. I'm sorry. The title. The title is what we're talking about mm -hmm. right now. And we'll flip on the word wrap property there. So flip on the word wrap property. You'll notice it does smush down your chart a little bit, but you can see the entirety mm -hmm. of that title now. So I can bump up the size of that title. It'll keep wrapping it. You can mm -hmm. adjust however you want, and it will continue to be uh, wrap. Just as keeping that. Yeah, Perfect. Exactly. Just something easy. It's, uh, you know, when we're trying to make the most of the space that we have, it just makes it a little bit easier for the functionality. And, and you know, even though uh, you gave a little bit of hint, why don't, yeah. we, why don't we look at that? I mean, while we're looking <clears throat> at this one, we have this element now in the format area where we can, we, we've had the ability for bordering, but this right. time we can go ahead, when we enable those borders, we can make it softer. Ooh. Why don't we keep the theme like a heart? Like a heart, we yes. We can round those edges. That's true, yeah. So let's check it out. So we, I, I alluded to it a little too early there, but you can see if I expand my format section here, we can turn on borders. So that's easy enough. You can see the border showing around that yep. visual now. But we can additionally now make it a little smoother where there is a border around that. So if I go back to the border properties, uh, radius you'll, see, there. you'll see there's this radius property that we can turn up. And if we do that, the more we do it, you can see it does adjust the chart as you kind of take up more space. But we've got the rounded edges now. Wow, yeah, nice. So something I can immediately see that, and it's pretty common, right? A lot of times I see a lot of people using a background or a wallpaper that yeah. kind of has, you, you have to fit in your visuals to it to give it that border feel or that right. touch. You're way more in control of it here. Oh, you don't absolutely. necessarily have to go that route. Absolutely. So, yeah, I you like can have a uh, different color background here, make your visual white, have the rounded edges. It has a nice smooth look around it and a nice like way it. to be able to format it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So with that, we have the two. So mm -hmm. since we're talking about visuals, everybody knows one of the coolest features of Power BI is, of course, when we select, like we were just looking at that column chart where we can highlight, we can select yeah. one of those columns 
which will then do interactive filtering across to our other visuals. Correct, right. If we go the other direction, as we're going to see in our visual, we have the table, or if we choose a matrix and we do that, our column chart has two options for filtering. Right. Right. We have the cross-highlighting or we have the uh, filter. Right. That was always a choice. And, you know, when we go into interactive filtering, it's always toggle it on and you pick one. How's everything going to interact? Pick another. How's this going to interact? There's a little bit of monotony to the process. Yeah, because you had to do it for each individual each visual. Individual. Yeah. But they've made a change, right? They have. And I like the direction this is going. This is adding more capability in the report settings so that if you want different kind of default behavior yeah. to happen, you can. So I'm thinking this might be actually the first of many things to come. Yeah. But now you can decide from default, should I always have it? Because right now the default is where it's uh, does the highlighting, highlight. right? Yeah, cross-highlighting. Um, so what we want is <clears throat> to have the choice. If yeah. I know I'm always going to use filter, I can now set it to say default always going to be filter. Yeah, and what's neat also is this property is, let's say you have quite a few visuals and you knew you wanted to change one, any manual changes that have been made when you switch this, when you toggle this back and forth, those actually remain. Oh, that's good. So that's good. if you have to just make one small change and the rest you want to maneuver, absolutely can do that's it. That's good. Absolutely can do it. Well, then let's do this. Let's show how the interaction is today. Did you, yeah, how the behavior and, is. Yeah, yeah, show how you can manually change it for individual visuals. Some, mm -hmm. some people don't know you can do that. Yes. And then let's show the new change right after that. Absolutely. All right, so let's go to our demo here. So what Manuel was talking about was I can select an item in this table, for instance, and you can see it will actually highlight my column chart based on my selection on the right. So it's highlighting the values that are applied to whatever I happen to have selected within mm -hmm. side of my table. And that's the default behavior you guys have uh, likely already seen. You can change that behavior. If you go up to the Format Visual Tools section here, you'll see there's an option here called Edit Interactions. And this is how this already exists today uh, and has existed, I should say. And this allows you to manually adjust what happens when I click on a visual. So if I yes. select that, you'll notice this little element here show up where you can see that you can change it between a filter and a highlight. So if I select filter, what will happen when I select Pacific is it will now filter to just those values. Correct, yeah. So that's something that's been there for a while, but it allows you to you know, tell each individual visual how you want to interact with them. Now the change is I want to change that globally. So mm -hmm. not just for this one visual, but for the entire report. I don't want it to do this highlighting that we saw no. was the default. I want it to, by default, filter everything. And then you can still go change exactly. them individually if you need to. Because the key thing here is imagine if there was four other column charts here. We would exactly. have to go and kind of set this up accordingly for each one. Yeah. Um, and that would be just for this one page. Imagine if you have multiple pages. And you know everybody just loves to see the filter. No right. one likes to highlight. Right. This, that, it could compound itself as far as, you know, the, the annoyance of it, right? Absolutely. Now we have that control, which is awesome. Yeah, so let's take a look. So I'm going to go to turn on the setting. We're going to need to go up to the File and Options menu. So we'll go mm -hmm. to File, Options and Settings, mm -hmm. and Options. And this will be found on the almost the very bottom right now. Yeah, I think it's Report Settings. Sometimes there it, it takes a little second there. The very bottom. So you'll see there's this option here where it says Change Default Visual Interaction for cro from Cross-Highlighting to Cross-Filtering. If we check that, what will happen when I hit OK is the next time we go to interact with this, and by the way, we already have this visual here, so this would apply Correct. to any new visuals that we add. And that's what I was mentioning. We already <laughs> did some manual manipulation of this. Yeah. So moving forward, if we were to add a brand new column chart in here, by default, filter is going to be in there. Yeah, let's show that just to, just to prove the point there. So let's bring in our, let's see, what do we got here? Sales. 
uh, group, and then let's bring in the sales amount just to be able to prove out that this change did apply, like so. Oh, that's a great look. But well, actually, it should proves the point. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we look at this, you can see it didn't highlight the regions. So if I uncheck this, you should see all regions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when we selected this, it didn't highlight them. It actually filtered them by default, which is the, the interaction exactly we're describing. Yep. So by the fact that I changed the edit interactions on this top left one, it left that alone. Correct. Uh, but all the other ones that haven't been configured at some point now will move over to that filter rather than highlight. And I, I think that the behavior is exactly how it needs to be. Right. You know, if you have one out already on there, <laughs> then changing this shouldn't affect it. Right. So I, I, I really appreciate this. Like I said, I, I like the direction because I think there's some other elements within Power BI that I know a lot of users are going to want to eventually have that capability of saying, yeah. you know, me, I like it this way. Let's switch that behavior yeah. and things like that. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, what do we got next here? Let's keep it with the visuals. Okay. Let's keep it with the visuals. And this was the thing we kind of alluded in the beginning. Yeah. We don't see it too often. I mean, in this world of the custom marketplace, I mean, it's awesome because that's just always growing and growing and growing. Yep. But native built-in visuals. Does not happen there often. often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got one. Okay. It's in preview. Um, and you can see it's just right now. We're going to see it's going to be uh, positioned right there at the very bottom as they get added in. But it's going to be our key influencers visual. Okay, so what's the goal of this visual? What is it supposed to be doing yeah, for us? Absolutely, so we're gonna have two <clears throat> mappable areas. So when you bring in that visual, we're gonna have this ability to leverage um, an analyze area. Okay. And then the actual item for the influencer, so just two. Okay, so we, basically we can feed in, here's the thing we're trying to determine what impacts, and then yes. we feed in a bunch of properties that could impact it to determine yeah, what's actually impacted. Absolutely. Okay. Um, there's a couple pretty important <clears throat> things to this though. Okay. Um, actually, what we'll do is, that's the whole goal of it. Let's actually swing over into the desktop okay. here so we can look at this, um, the visual itself. Yeah. Um, and so we can talk about what's required or it is required and also some of the thought process that you should keep in mind when adding fields to leverage in this visual. Okay. There's some things that you want to keep in mind here. All right. Sounds good. So let's go ahead and get started. I'll, I'll start walking through the basic configuration. You stop mm -hmm. me when there's a, a key sure. point that we want to make sure we uh, have here. So uh, the new visual, like you said, you can find at least right now in the bottom left uh, as a key influencers visual. Mm -hmm. And we'll drop this into our report and let's give this some more space. In fact, I'll probably full screen this one here. But what we'll do is we're gonna add into this, what do we wanna analyze? In my case yes. here, I brought in an additional data set for our example. And the data set that we're gonna be using here is shark attacks. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I wanna try and look at what influences whether or not a shark attack is fatal. And so what I'm going to analyze is fatal, the fatality, basically. Now, this is good. There's two points that are important here. The first, this is going to be something that you cannot leverage calculated measures in. Okay. So it has to be a regular column or... So in this and case, I have a yes-no column. Correct. But it, it, could be, it could be a numeric column. Correct. There are some limitations there okay. as well. And All this right. is more about how it will visualize in the distribution here. But you usually, what you're going to put in here for analyze should have around 10 or less unique values. Gotcha, gotcha. Because you, you, otherwise you're trying to predict things that influence potentially on thousands of values. And Correct. that could be a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those are two main items that you do need to keep in mind for the field that you'll be leveraging here in analyze. Okay, gotcha. And then what was the other? So the other thing was... Can't be calculated oh, you, measure. Cal okay, you did same both. kind of controlling the idea of how many distinct values. Okay. All right, so then let's bring a few things that we think we think might influence it. We can determine whether or not these are actually uh, things that explain the influence of whether or not something's fatal. fatal. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll bring in the type of shark attack. So let's bring in type. 
Oop, I'm right-clicking by mistake. <laughs> bring in Shark Attack. Let's also bring in... We got the type. Let's bring in what activity they were doing when the Shark Attack occurred. Maybe the species of char Shark. I don't know if that might influence it. And then whether or not they were uh, the, the sex of the individual that was, uh, had the attack. Okay. All right, so right now it looks like we're saying what influences the fatality, and this right now it's saying this is what influences it not being fatal. So apparently if you provoke a shark, it's less likely to be fatal. So you should go punch a shark in the face, and it won't. it's less likely to attack, uh, yeah. kill you. We it might attack you, but it won't kill you. And for these factors here, we can see, I mean, and we're going to see basically the sharks just don't care. Yeah, they're going to attack you no matter what, right? So it's at the top here as far as contributing factors here. And it's going to go. It goes and analyzes. So we can see we have the field of type. And amongst the various categorical values that are available to us, boat is up there. There's quite a few things. Yeah. And we can see when we hit the drop down here, this is a list of all those values. So that's what we talked about, like having 10 or less distinct values. Right. If we switch this over to yes, so when an attack was fatal, we can see that for type, if it's a sea disaster, it's way up there. Right. So for some reason, more than likely a sea disaster. Three times usually, more likely. Yeah. I would assume this would mean something like you're probably deeper out to sea. Yeah. Now you don't have any form of flotation. Right. You know, what, what the movies usually are around. That, right? makes, that makes sense. Yeah, what the movies yeah. are based off of. And we can see Unprovoked is here. It's slightly higher, but not by much. Yeah. So it tells so, you, again, like you said, sharks don't care. They're they gonna, don't care. They just don't care. <laughs> yeah. so, also, men, men are slightly more likely to be yes. uh, have a fatal shark attack. Not yes. necessarily just an attack, but a fatal shark yeah, attack. Yeah, more so than people. So there you go. They, you know. So you can see other things here that influence this. So you look at things. There's some invalid data. That's, a, that's actually not invalid data. There's a value in there called invalid. I went and looked at that. Gotcha. Uh, whether you're boating, you could even say things. You could add other things in here that maybe aren't direct influencers, and it'll show others. So yeah. this is actually, excuse me, this is saying showing only, only things show. yep. that are influencers. And you also have this other section here called top segments. And what this does is it'll actually kind of bucket things together for you where you can look at things a little bit more in depth. So say, for example, I'm going to look at this segment that has 71% likeliness of being fatal. If I select that, it's going to show me a couple new visuals here that shows me what's the segment based off of. This is based off of, uh, this is 48% points higher than the average. So these are ones that are type of sea disaster. Sea disaster, yeah. So sea disasters are, are that much more likely to have a fatal shark attack. If I look at the other one here, so this is 27%. The segment number two is when the sex is female and the type is unprovoked. Uh, this is 3% more higher than, or higher than the average as well. So gotcha. it's, it's some interesting ways to together. be, yeah, it's a grouping, kind of some segments here, yeah. some clustering that occurs in here. So really cool visual. And that you can take what you've got here and you can build this as part of your report, right? So yep. you may, this likeliness would probably be a much larger visual on your report because it does have a lot going on with it. Yes. But it's a really cool one to start playing around with and see how, you know, what are, what's influencing your data that maybe you're not even thinking about. And there's small additional elements here on the formatting side too. So if you didn't want to include maybe that uh, column chart on the right, you can kind of pick and choose what's also kind of explicit on the analysis type. Yeah, yeah you, can you can get can rid of that if that you wanted to. You can also, if you want to, underneath the analysis type, like Manuel's saying, I can turn off the, so notice segments. here the top segments. I can turn off top segments if I want, so it just focuses my user's attention on the key influencers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or vice versa, you can go the other way around. So you can kind of choose what do you want to show your users when they're using uh, this tool. Very cool. All right, so what else we got? So quite a few things on the visuals piece of it. Um, we do have as well um, 
I guess this is also visual. Yeah, it's a visual. Yeah, it's a visual. So for our Q&A Explorer, which is a fun one, we can see we have a little guy tucked down here. It's yep. going to be in the bottom left. Um, they now have, we of course have the ability to create our own questions. This right. is something that has existed where you could create your own questions, <laughs> which will be available for our users to take advantage of. Yeah. It will actually pre-populate suggested questions for us Oh, now. very nice. Yeah, so very it takes nice. advantage of that system and it just does it. Okay. Yeah, let's take a look at that real quick. So let's head, hop back over to the demo. If I flip back over here and select, uh, as Manuel said, you can see our little Q&A Explore button in the bottom left. If I go ahead and select that, there it goes. You can see on the left-hand side, I, this is actually a fairly new workbook, but it's got all these pre-suggested questions in here for me that it determined yeah. might interest me. So I can go ahead and select any one of these. And you can adjust them yourselves. You can save new questions or ask a related question. You can kind of go more in depth, but it's got a few questions in here. Some of them are going to make sense. Some of them not, like whether or not there's a suffix on the name is not really that uh, impactful. But you can certainly look at some of the things in here, and it'll have these pre-suggested questions in here for yeah. you. And they might be pretty interesting. Very similar to like, you know, when we do the Insights Q&A, when it produces those visuals, right. sometimes those <laughs> categories make perfect sense. Right. And sometimes just some of the distribution or the trends that it shows, it's like, Oh, okay, I appreciate yeah, it. But, yeah. um, but we're still very much in control of adding our own stuff on top of that, too. Yeah. All right, I think I got one last dem small demo to show, and this has to do with Python and R integration. Okay, yeah. And how there's been some um, improvements as far as the visual side for Python and R integration, where there's now some IntelliSense and a better editor oh. for working with the Python and R visual. You had me at IntelliSense. Yeah. Who doesn't love auto completion? <laughs> Who doesn't love that assistance? Uh, the M1 loved it. DAX is fantastic. And now we have it in R and Python. Yeah, let's get straight to it. I Absolutely. think this is a cool one. So yeah. I'm going to go back to our demo here. We're going to go ahead and add in an R visual here real quickly. We're not even going to go very far with it. All I really want to do is show you, once I enable that, on the bottom, and you need to bring at least one field in for this. But on the bottom, I should be able to raise this up. And I have IntelliSense built in here where I didn't previously. And the, the editor here is much better. I can actually start typing. You can see the IntelliSense starts to help me out. So much yeah. better little interaction that you have here than what you've had previously. That's really all I need to show. The fact that there's yeah. IntelliSense in here, that's a big win uh, when it comes to this. It's so much quicker. I know quite a few users uh, generally will kind of just copy and paste that code yeah. from wherever they've done it before, whatever ID they've been using, something yeah, else. Yeah. Now it's, it's really not as necessary. Now we can work within the report we're doing instead of having to move between two different applications. Yeah. So absolutely. I really enjoy that very much so. And then finally, we we'll talk just uh, talk about briefly, there was some oh, changes yeah. to live connection and direct query error yeah. messages, right? So just briefly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this has been something that has existed for quite a bit. We've seen some recent changes around direct query, some exciting yeah. stuff around that. Um, this is more on the forward-facing error messages that we would receive. Okay. So they've just done some enhancements on what the messages that will be presented to you should and if you have any error messages, if the SQL Server cannot be uh, connected to. Yeah. You'll see some very, and they're very actually familiar messages if you've worked with like SSMS or okay. if you're trying to connect through any sort of API like that, where you had some issue where it's a connection-based issue or if it was an authentication-based issue. It'll just be they far more pronounced, okay. a lot clearer to understand. That's good. I know I've run in when using direct query some kind of ambiguous errors in the past, and it's a little difficult Where to figure out. Where do you go with yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly right. So, so that's, I think that's it, though, right? So, uh, you know, no. while it might have felt like some smaller ones, they're pretty cool little features. That are, the visual is yeah. a great one. Uh, even things like the, the text wrapping on the title is a pretty neat one. Absolutely. But some pretty cool things come yeah. out in this release, right? Absolutely. Love the new visual. You know, uh, it's <clears> like it's still in preview, so we could see some further enhancements to that. Everybody loves IntelliSense. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, a good, exciting February release. 
So we're excited to put all, hopefully you guys are excited and ready to put all this into place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this uh, uh, Power BI Digest update as mm-hmm. we do there quite often. Uh, again, continue to follow us both on uh, our YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe and set that notification up. Also, uh, just from our audio listeners, we look forward to hearing from you if you're listening via podcast yep, as well. Yep, yep. But uh, it was a great month, and we look forward to sharing more with you next month as well. Thank you so much. So take care.